New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Okay, everybody, Dr. Joseph here for our last installment in our reading plan. Uh, so, so excited to be with you for this. And uh, man, what what just a great time that this has been, just, just digging into God's Word and just enjoying this time of just uh, learning more and more about, about who He is. And so I'm excited about this. I hope that you are. This is day 25, day 25, and I'm reading Genesis chapter uh, 50 and verses 22 through 26. And so uh, I'm going to be reading out the New International Version. So let's read this. Joseph stayed in Egypt along with all his father's family. He lived 110 years and saw the third generation of Ephraim's children. Also, the children of Machir, son of Manasseh, were placed at birth on Joseph's knees. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die, but God will surely come to your aid and he will take you up out of this land to the land he promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath and said, God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up from this place. So Joseph died at the age of 110 and after they embalmed him, he was placed in a coffin in Egypt. So we have... Right here in the last chapter, the last installment, it's setting up for us going into the Exodus story, right? And so we saw in yesterday's readings or days before of how uh, after Jacob died, his brothers thought that, you know what, uh, Joseph, he's going to be upset. He's going to come after us, right? He's got a grudge against us and he's going to just try and tear us down. And yet we see how how. Joseph comes and he affirms, affirms him with this powerful, powerful statement. He, he says, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? That which you intended for harm, God intended for good. And what a great, great truth that that is. And, we, and I think we have to remember the context of that and, and keep that in mind as we move forward, that, that Joseph's thinking about right here, that all, all the events of his life, all the things that he went through, it was so easy to say, you know what, that that was God trying to tear him down. And yet Joseph saw time and time and time again, uh, it was all for good and it was all part of God's plan. And so what did Joseph do? Well, after Jacob died, he stayed there in Egypt, right? And he went on to live a long life. We see the blessing that he was able to receive and even give of even is able to see his children's children in that way. And so the generations of children that were there, very much similar to how the children were brought and placed on Joseph's knee, that whenever Joseph, he brought Ephraim and Manasseh and placed them on Jacob's knee, and they were able to see that blessing as well. But he comes to his brothers, right? And he says, because he's now the patriarch of the family. You know, Jacob gave him that blessing before he died. And he says this great truth, God will come to your aid. He will come to your aid. You know, that's a great truth, a great promise that we've seen time and time and time again. Later on, you see it in Ruth, where you see 
how there's this promise made again of how God was going to come to the aid of his people. And then he says he's going to take you up out of this land. Right? So, so this is not your final place. This is not your final resting place here in this land of Egypt. No, there is a greater place that is promised to you, and he's promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So there's been generations upon generations this has been promised of where God was going to bless his people. And so he made them make an oath to them. He, he said, you know what, here's what I want you to promise to me, that, that whenever I die, that you are going to carry my bones up out of this place, and you're going to take them again to, to a place where my bones can rest in that promised land. And so that became a part of the marching orders of the people for them to, to go and take the bones of Joseph and go take them to the promised land. And we see that what ended up happening, Joseph, when he passed away, they were able to take his body, place it into a coffin, very similar to what a, we would think of like a mummy coffin being there in Egypt. But later on, eventually we see how Joseph, he goes, uh, or his body is taken by the Israelites to the promised land whenever they arrive. And so what a great truth, a great promise that that is. Then you might go, well, man, Joseph, what in the world? Why, why is this so important for me? Just these last four verses. Once again, I think we need to see how, one, this sets up the promises of God have remained faithfully true. They've remained faithfully true. He was able to look back and he was able to say, here is the way that God has shown himself before as our aid, as the promised deliverer, the promised one in that way. And it hasn't been just one person that said this. There's been multiple, multiple generations. Friend, I just want to tell you, you, you just think about the Christianity that we have today. For that's not something that just popped up out of nothing. No, it's been here for generations, and we just see how God has been faithful to people that love him, and he has shown his promise through that, through the church and that. Yeah, I think about as well, uh, uh, one pastor said that the church has always been the anvil to the hammer of the world. The, the, the hammer of the world tries to knock so many things out, and yet what's been faithful and true in God's plan has been the church. And so we can see that time and time again. And what are we resting on? We're resting on the promises of God. We're resting on the, the truth that God will surely deliver us, that he will surely come about. And we see this starting to set up for the next chapter, right? The Exodus chapter that's about to occur in Moses's life of where it's going to set up that the people are going to have to trust in the promises of God, right? It, it wasn't just a, you know, it's a, it wasn't just a good thing for them to just go out and, and worship the Lord to, to leave the, the place of Egypt. No, they were going on the promises of God. They were going in the, the plan of God to do the work of God, to worship and fall before God. And what a great reminder that that is for us. How did this exodus begin to occur? Yeah, there were some bad things that occurred in that, but it was all setting up right here, the promises of God. The promises of God were setting up for the plan of God to come to, come to, come to be. And I think about that in your life. The promises of God. Friend, 
That's truly what we rest in in our life. We, we rest in, you know, the very fact of what Joseph said. You know, things that have been intended sometimes for harm have really been a part of God's plan, right? We, we rest in the promise that God works all things together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. We, we, we rest in the promise that Jesus said, he who believes in me will be saved. He who believes in me will not be condemned. He who believes in me will receive eternal life. And no matter what this world throws at us, no matter what the circumstances are to be in our world, in our life, or anything like that, friend, we fall back to the promises of God. And friend, that may be the only thing that maybe you're standing upon today in your life. It, it may be that you're going through a very tough time in your marriage. You're going through a very difficult moment, maybe at work. And, and you're like, you know, I just don't know what's happening here in these times. But what I can rest in is the promise of God, the promises of God, of, of how he's been there. He is our aid. He's our deliverer. He's our helper. He is always full coming about in his promises. And friend, I, I encourage you to carry that with you today. Carry that with you whenever you go to witness and share your faith with your, your co-workers. Whenever you're at school and you're sharing your faith with some other students. Uh, maybe whenever you're you're in your in your marriage and you're you're wanting to take a step that's going to lead you towards spiritual growth, or maybe with your children and, and you're talking through discipline things, you're you're thinking through what do I need to do to be a better parent? How can I get my family more in church? How can I see spiritual growth occur? And and to think sometimes those are going to be difficult decisions. It's going to be life changing, altering, transformational decisions. And the thing that you can rest in, no matter what, as you're going through those decisions, are the promises of God. Friend, they have held faithful and true since the beginning of time. Since, since even God said back long, long ago, there would be one that would bruise the heel, but he is going to crush the head. What a powerful truth that is, that we live in light of the eternal promise of God promise of heaven, the promise of relationship with Jesus Christ. And so friend, I just want to encourage that in you today, especially as we prepare for Exodus. May our Exodus in, in, from our circumstances, from, from the things, from the worry that we're experiencing in this life, may we rest in the promises of God. Thank you, friends, for just being with us, enjoying this time. Uh, I've enjoyed this reading plan with you and looking forward to more of what's coming ahead. God bless and talk to you soon. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you Monday.